0: Our LSU, boom! All
1: night long, yes!
0: Let's break in! So, LSU fans, is this season... A failure. I want you to give me your best answer right now in the live chat. If you're listening to this on a podcast, iTunes, Spotify, please give it a five-star review. Let me know in the comments section right now. Just a very basic question. We're going to talk about Garrett Nussmeier. Can he actually get the job done versus Florida? We really won't know if Garrett Nussmeier is going to be the guy or not until tomorrow at practice with Jaden Daniels. He's going to go through the whole kip and caboodle. Um, but the truth here is this season, was it under expectations? Maybe that should be the question, because that, of course, is the thumbnail. And the answer is unequivocally yes, okay? And you can make a case that the guys out West are telling you right now it was a failure, okay? So you take a look at the preseason Vegas odds. Does anyone in the chat know what LSU's over-under win total was going into the season. So, for those that don't know what that means, Vegas, for each and every team in Division I, Power 5, college football, and just in other sports, they give you something called a win total, all right? And LSU's win total was nine and a half. So if you think LSU was going to go 10 and two, you would bet the over on the win total. If you think that LSU is going to go nine and three or worse, you would bet the under on the win total. Okay. So if you had bet LSU under the nine and a half, guess what? Guess what? You are already having a winning bet three games left to play. Let me repeat, LSU has already been under their win total with three games left to go in the season. Now, the irony of this is LSU went over last year's win total with three games left in the season, right? Their over-under win total last year was seven and a half, and this year it was nine and a half. And by then, they had already clinched, you know, the West, and they had already gone over, you know, their win total. Um, And that obviously was uh, pretty impressive from Brian Kelly, but this year, under, okay? So, look, as Todd points out, we do need to make sure we keep the big-picture plan in order for LSU, uh, to be successful, Brian Kelly himself before the season said, Hey, the uh championship aspirations for this team need to be tempered down some. We're still a year away. So Brian Kelly realized this offseason that it was going to be very hard for us to win a national championship. And as Walter points out here, BK said year three for a natty. Does this year set him back? I don't think this year set him back, but you can understand, um, you can understand the disappointment any one of us could have knowing that there were some things that exceeded expectations this year, right? Jayden Daniels exceeded expectations, uh, for LSU this season. Um, Logan Diggs exceeded expectations. The offensive line exceeded expectations. The LSU special teams exceeded expectations, right? We had had near-perfect offensive line play before the Alabama game, right? The unit has been lights out, and I still think you can make a case that they are the best offensive line in the SEC, led by Will Campbell and Emory Jones, right? Um, There were a lot of things that exceeded expectations this year. Mike Dimbrock's name is up for some potential opportunities uh, to move forward, okay? So – I do think, though, we have underachieved for this reason, okay? Brian Kelly is a very good hit coach, and I don't understand the people out there that say, well, we should have gone with this guy or that guy. I think Brian Kelly was about the best you can do, right? He's a Hall of Fame coach from Notre Dame, won the West last year. Obviously, our offense has um, it, been really good this season, and Brian Kelly is a really good fourth down decision maker. Um, and he's a good developer of of talent for the most part. but what bothers me the most? okay, Brian Kelly talks about process, right? This is the second consecutive year that LSU has fielded an atrocious unit, okay? So last year it was special teams, okay? And special teams is the least important portion of the three phases of football. It's still very important, but we won the West last year with very poor special teams. And now, with the special teams fixed, this year, we are having an atrocious year defensively. Okay? That's an issue. That is an issue for me. You know, yes, you you can— You know, we can discuss all the year two things, and Brian Kelly telling us year three is a year. Brian Kelly did warn us about the secondary in the offseason, and he was pretty clear about that. But I'm telling you right now, there is no excuse for the defense to be this bad. None. None. And that does fall at the feet of Brian Kelly to a certain extent. Now, he's not the one that calls the plays, but the big reason why LSU underachieved this year is simply because the LSU defense doesn't have a pulse, okay? If the LSU defense was good in at least one area of football, we're probably just a one-loss team, okay? The fact that we don't do anything well defensively is an issue. Okay, so for me, let me know what you guys think. Type Y for yes, type N for no. Is this season a failure? Okay, type Y for yes, type N for no. Let me know what you guys think. Am I being too hard on what our expectations should have been this season? I will tell you this. I did not think we would have three losses at the beginning of November. I didn't. I like this roster. I had LSU as a ten and two team. I had them losing uh, to Florida State and Ole Miss, so they're not way off my expectations. Um, But if you get all time great quarterback play, and Jaden Daniels is playing at an all time great level, I mean this is up there with some of the best quarterbacks to ever play college football. The numbers are the numbers. You got that, and you got better special teams play. Once again, if the defense was just slightly better, if you make just one more tackle versus Ole Miss, um, of the thirty-four that you miss, if you just force Jalen Milrow to do something else other than just run, okay, it's it's an issue. It's 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 an issue, okay. And I love Brian Kelly. I'm not telling you that he doesn't deserve to be the guy. It's just this year will go down kind of like that 2016 team, right? You know, when I went to uh, that bowl game, the 2016 uh, bowl game where, you know, we, we destroyed Lamar Jackson, right? Um, you know, I left uh, the stadium. I went to the game in Orlando. I was like, God, this team could have been so much more, right? You had freaking – you had Jamal Adams. You had Darius Geis. Uh, you have Dante Jackson. You got Arden Key. Uh, there, there's no business. I mean, we blew the brakes off of the Heisman Trophy winner. I feel the same way about this year's team. Or last year, I felt like we maxed out last year's team. That team was the team, right? We won every game we possibly could have won with what we had, Okay. Should we have lost to Texas A&M? No, but there was a lot of games that we shouldn't have won last year. This year, if you are getting transcendent quarterback play, you should be better, okay? I have grown to love the computers a little bit more, and there's a guy by the name of CFB Nate who does a computer composite score. So he takes SP+, he takes FEI, he takes k Ford ratings, he takes all these little analytic accounts, and per his metrics, LSU is still a top 10 team when it comes to efficiency, okay? That's including the defense being as bad as it is, right? So that means if we're under the Vegas win total already, and we're still a top 10 team in, in the advanced computer metrics, what are we doing here with three losses, okay? What are we doing here? Okay. Let's go to Johnny Five. Uh, I'm glad you're checking me here. Uh, Carter, the defense, uh, the defensive uh, is a patch defense. The DBs are new. Linebackers are new. Defensive linemen are new. We'll be a good unit next year. Okay. So next year is an interesting thing because – with the portal being the way that it is now it is nearly impossible to project next year at any level of the defense at this portion of last year we were still in the same spot with no defensive line depth we had no idea who Jordan Jefferson was and he's been a mostly solid player with the rough game versus Alabama okay so we have no idea who we can bring in from the portal or or whoever so it's kind of hard to project that but you do need some returning starter help. Okay. So if you are to go through all the levels of the defense, Johnny five, which level of the defense do you feel comfortable about, comfortable about going into next year? I do think the secondary will be better by default. Um, you know, Whit weeks will probably be the starting linebacker next to Greg Penn. And then our defensive line, it's going to be interesting to see what Mason Smith does. I think he's coming back at this point. Um, but yes it's 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 wild, absolutely wild. it a hazard. He says a computer doesn't have any way to calculate mistakes players make or injuries. uh it does take that into a, uh, into account, right um, and by the way, i'm not, I'm not saying it's a be all end all. It's just another data point showing that uh, we underachieved this year, okay. So, there you go. Now, I don't mean to be Debbie Downer. It's not like this year has just been bad. It's not been bad. It's been a tough schedule, right? Missouri turned out to be a very good football team. Better than what we expected, right? I had Missouri over their win total, but I didn't think they'd be this good. They're really good, okay? Um, And and we went on the road and we beat them, okay? Tough defensive performance there, but— that win looks really good in retrospect. We blew the brakes off Auburn, blew the brakes off Mississippi State. So, you know, those are all three of those are double digit victories. So take that for what it's worth. That obviously is a bright spot. Now, here's what we're going to do. First $20 super chat. One of the best players on this year's team has been Logan Diggs. We'll give out a Logan Diggs card. First $20 super chat is going to get it. So, let's get it. Blaine says, if Greg Penn starts next season, we are in trouble? Yeah, kind of an up and down season for him. Um, the secret to a great LSU defense has always been high-level recruiting. So, the good thing is most of LSU's elite recruits in this next cycle... Our defensive guys okay um, I like Tylan Singleton a lot I think he is someone that could help us in year one okay so there you go it's gonna hold my he says we have a riches uh, we have riches of backs and we aren't using them at their full potential Jared thank you for the super chat I appreciate you Okay. Um, let me go to Todd's question here about defensive recruiting. Okay. Team performance does not affect recruiting as much as you think it does. Um, if that was the case, Texas A&M would not have all these elite recruits, right? Um I do think it's a little bit different here at Texas a because it's another year with their offense not being where it is. And obviously, Jimbo Fisher is kind of on very shaky ground right here. So they've lost some commitments, in particular on the offensive side of the football, to us. Well, they lost one. I think a few more are coming. But more often than not, team performance does not change a recruit's mind, right? Because a recruit looks at a school positively, whether they're winning or losing. Because if a team is winning, guess what? You're going to get to be a part of a winning program who doesn't like to win. If a team is losing, well, guess what? The The teams are probably going to uh, move on from those players, and that opens up immediate playing time for you. Okay? So, you know, it's, it's – I, I don't think team performance matters as much as you think it does. And in particular, Todd – And Todd was one of the first uh, people in the chat tonight, Todd and Blaine. In particular, it doesn't matter as much in this this way, okay? If you're paying me to come, I'm coming. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, So, you know, it's part of it as well. Uh Uh-oh. We haven't done one of these in a while. He's here. The master
1: blaster
0: is in the building. Jared, thank you for the super chat. You get to pick the next topic. Go right on ahead. So before we get into Garrett Nussmeyer, pause. uh, I will be in Baton Rouge this weekend for the game okay uh one of our loyal PHLers Dr. John hooked this up with some tickets uh so I will be going and I, I'll, I'm just gonna you know put this up I might have an extra ticket so if you want to come sit with me come on because even though I've been critical of LSU in this first portion of the live stream, I still love them. I still love every single person that puts on that jersey. I don't care what you've done. I don't care who you are. If you're an LSU Tiger super fan, I love you. Okay? I freaking love you. Um, you, And if you're an LSU player, I love you. Okay? But... I don't think I've said anything that would that any player would disagree with at this point. Okay, let's go to Jared A. If everyone on defense isn't fired at the end of the season, it'll be hard to spend the money on tickets next year. Yeah, I I I see that. I yeah, it, it's kind of hard to 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 sell anything on this defense next year. But there you go. Before we get to Garrett, let's get to BT here. Dabo got Venables. Matt got Muschamp. Who do I think Kelly could bring in as defense coordinator to help him win championships and get elite recruits? It's a good question. Okay. There are a few people that would leave their current job to come be a defensive coordinator at LSU. This is a premium job. Number one, it is a pay raise from wherever you are. Okay. Whoever the new DC is going to be is going to make at least a million dollars. Okay. You don't have to talk to the media. You just got to recruit, call place. And it's not that simple, but still. There are a lot of coaches that would probably like to be a DC with Brian Kelly, right? Brian Kelly lets his coaches coach. He's not a defensive play caller. So I think that would interest um, a lot of people, okay? Um, you know, I, before I start doing, like, defensive coordinator hot list or anything like that, um, I am not—I'll uh, probably wait until Matt House is uh, fired, but here's what I'll do. There is one defensive coordinator I think would be a pretty good fit uh, for LSU. If we get to Hundo and Super Chat, I'll go in a chair tonight. Um, he would be one of my first phone calls. But, um, you know, I might wait till the end of the season because I think that's fair to House, and I think that's also fair to the players in the locker room um, to just talk about the games that are that are out there. Okay. And the answer hit stick is uh, not Dave Aranda, even though I'm a big Aranda guy. Okay, if you were to list uh, the all time greatest coordinators at LSU, Dave Varanda is somewhere on that list. Okay, um, and he might be my favorite coordinator. And I don't know Dave. I know um, some people close to E. Uh, I've known some people close to uh, stud, and and some other really good coordinators uh, at LSU. Um. But there you go. Now, I want to check Garrett. Do I think Garrett Nussmeyer can beat Florida? Yes, I do. Okay. Does it become tougher if Garrett is the guy? Yes, obviously. But I also think this could be a good opportunity for Garrett to be thrown into the fire. Okay. Florida's secondary and just their defense as a whole, you can move the football on them. Florida's defense has a very young defensive coordinator by the name of Austin Armstrong. Now, he has had one exceptional performance. He shut down the Tennessee offense earlier this season. But outside of that, this defense has been cheeks, okay? They have one really good pass rusher, number one, Princely, a really good player. And they've got some other good pieces, but I think Garrett can light them up. I do. So I think Garrett Nussmeyer can beat Florida if we need him to, if Garrett isn't, or excuse me, if Jaden is not available. Now, I will address a question that um, I've, I've gotten quite a bit about, Garrett Nussmeyer and the benefit of him starting these final few games, right? It is a good stepping stone for next year. I could not disagree more with that, okay? Um, Yes, I do want Garrett Nussmeyer to get a start. I would love that start to be in the bowl game, right? I think that would be the perfect scenario for him, okay? But while there is a major benefit of him getting an SEC start— and giving us some, some hope going into next year. Keep in mind that BTJ and Malik neighbors are probably going to the NFL draft. So, you know, he'd be throwing the receivers at that, that that are going to be gone. The next thing I would say is there is so much brand equity that comes along with winning the Heisman Trophy, or at the very least, getting to New York City, right? Being a Heisman finalist is a pretty steep drop-off from actually winning the Heisman. But it's still something, right? You get a ton of graphics out there. It's a good recruiting sell. Hey, we in, in the last five years, we've had two different quarterbacks go to New York as Heisman finalists. Okay? It's pretty impressive, right? Nick Saban has done that. Obviously, Lincoln Riley has done that it's good to be in those conversations, right? So Jaden having a very strong close to the season is really good for the program, really good. And it's also really good for Jaden, who's played through injury, put his body on the line for us, and has been an absolutely freaking exceptional football player for us. So I do think Jaden is in a good spot for us, to continue to play and continue to put up big numbers, and if he is able to play these final three weeks, light it up these final three weeks, he's got a good shot to win the award still. Okay? He does. Now, the next thing, okay? The scary thing about... Jaden never playing for us again, which he's not going to after this season, is you are not ever guaranteed to see this level of quarterback play again. I know we just had it with Joe Burrow, but it's so good. Like, it, you know, I know not do the film studies and all that stuff. It's so good. The quarterback play is so unfreaking believably good. And I'm, I'm floored by it. I thought Jaden would take a step forward. I thought this year... He would be like a Stetson Bennett level player, right? Really good player. Um, obviously, better, a far better vertical thrower. But I, I did not see this. I didn't, and I'm a big Jaden guy. I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna miss him so much. So it's part of me personally not ready to go to that next level uh, just yet. I know we got to move on at some point, but still, it, it's crazy um, that that he's had the season that he's had. We say hi to Nikki. We say hi to Sibley. We say hi to Mick. J5 in the building. Who am I tailgating with this next weekend? Blaine, what's good? I know for sure I'm gonna be with my guy Steve, man. The daiquiri maker. What's up, Doug? Doug, I actually blame the Alabama loss on you, man. You've been hiding from me, man. Doug, we we talk on the phone. Nikki, I I believe, too. I believe. Now, I want to bring up one final thing, okay? I may or may not be bringing this up for a reason, and this person may know the reason why I'm going to bring this up. So this message is for you, but I'm going to be vague here, okay? I did you just to give you a little bit of life updates. on you didn't, uh, my, my have known this, but I was just given a college basketball play by play opportunity. Okay. So tomorrow night, our, and I say tomorrow night, our live stream tomorrow has to start at four 30 for me to do a stream. Cause I, I I've got to call games tomorrow night. Okay. Really cool opportunity for me. Um, once again, you know it's it's strange doing like college basketball when it's in the middle of football season. Of course, football is my job, um, and and I love it. But you know it's it's one of those things. You know you can't really you know turn down right. I, I'll, I'll do play by play of a of volleyball, right? Um, I'm not Chris Blair. I'm not Gus Johnson level good or anything like that. But um, but I give him my best shot. I had a Cisco reference tonight. Uh, so yeah, earlier tonight I called a game. Uh, So, tomorrow night, I will call uh, another game. So, we'll start the live stream at 4.30 tomorrow, okay? So, the next thing. I went to the game earlier, and it was the uh, season opener for for the team I was calling the game for, or one of the teams I was calling game for, right? And the one thing I I saw on the sideline was a lot of the guys on the bench who weren't playing were— Um, We're very involved in the game. Now, basketball is different because it's just different. You know, it's a smaller venue, and there's fewer, you know, players. So your team's probably a little bit more close-knit. But if you're on the sideline and the team is giving you resources to go to the game, okay, you need to cheer on your teammates, okay? You need to cheer on your teammates when a big play happens, okay? It's not too much to ask, right? You're going to get your opportunity to play. doesn't matter how old or young you are. Everybody has the same practice reps. Everybody gets the same practice opportunities to play, okay? I might be cut from a different cloth. It might be a a, a big deal to me. It might not be a big deal to you, but I truly do believe in the power of positive vibes, so there was one player for LSU. Uh, Garrett Nussmeier is always really good at this, but there was there was one player who I who I pointed out in the film study who cheered his ass off for the team, um, even though he doesn't play that much. He plays some special teams. Okay, I don't I don't want to just single them out, but if you want to see the film study, you can see it for yourself, and it's in a positive light. Okay. I want to see more of that. Like, I I just think that's so unbelievably important. And the reason why I bring that up is because, well, I remember as a true freshman, the first three games of his career, Malik Neighbors was hurt. He didn't play, but I consistently saw him being one of the first people off the freaking sideline cheering for the team. Okay, so. There you go. KJ's coming to town. Hopefully I see you, KJ, uh, on the weekend. She wants to know where to eat on Friday. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We're going to do a PHL meetup on Friday. You know, the one... The PHL meetup earlier this year before the game, before the Arkansas game on Friday, got crazy at Zippy's. It was a lot of fun. So if we do a meetup on Friday, I'll, I'll probably announce it tomorrow or Thursday. I don't mind uh, going to dinner, lunch, wherever you guys want to meet up. We could we do something. i it's perfectly down with that. Um, but, yeah, where's – you know, obviously Phil's is always – Great, and then there's so many good restaurants in Baton Rouge. Piranes, I've got to go back to Piranes, and uh, but there's just so many places on Perkins alone that you can go to, it's just fire. Oh, it's underrated on Baton Rouge, Incas. Incas is underrated, Dragos is good too. Let's go to Super Lea. He, he's been in the chat quite a bit. The guys we expected to dominate this year hasn't really overwhelmed. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, but that happens sometimes. I mean, um, some guys do just perform under expectations. Um, it's just how it is. I remember Jared this weekend texting me day of and said, hey, will you come to the Alabama game with me? I would have loved to have been in the building. Let's go to John Jones. John, thank you so much. Good to see you. What do we need to do this off season to contend for a championship next year? All right. So, Obviously, that's a better question for when the season actually ends. Tomorrow will be a lot more Florida focused in our live stream. Okay. One thing I want to say is, you know, now that we've lost Alabama, the off-season questions begin to start flying in. Okay, I get it. We're trying to turn the page to next year. Still, three more games left. Okay, I understand. It sounds contradictory because at the beginning I said the season is 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 a letdown. It's a failure. So what? We can still get the ten wins uh, with the bowl win, and still a lot of um, still a lot of football left to be played. Now, what do we need to do? Okay. The first thing is we really, really need to work on the little things. Okay, and what do I mean by the little things? Well, for one, understanding time and situation is so important. So 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 important. There are so many things this year, in particular on the defense side of the football, obviously, but offensively, that almost cost us games. Right, like, um, like a snap infraction will 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 cost you a game. Right, uh, not making a simple tackle on third and seven. There's not really a weight you can lift. There's not really a, a protein shake you can you can take to 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 fix not understanding those scenarios, right? You have got to understand time and place. Um because you hear that all the time. It's the little things that the championship teams are able to do to win. Okay. Perfect example. Let's let's talk about. John, the, the the fourth down stop that Alabama had early in the game, okay? Obviously, Nick Saban was not going to let that play beat him again, okay? And it was obviously a variation of the rollout to the right side to a motioning receiver. Their DBs communicated it perfectly. Their DBs actually drove down on the football and made a play on the football. Now, why did they do that? because those two individual players were able to understand time and situation. Okay, it's fourth and short. Nick Saban probably told them the week of the play, uh, the week of the game, that they're going to run that play at some point. So those players knew that. They also knew on fourth and short that LSU is likely not going to run a deep pattern because it's only one yard that they have to gain. Okay, so those players are able to process all that information. And it's honestly simple stuff, but it's hard when you're in the heat of battle, right? So 13, who who honestly got burned quite a bit by Malik Neighbors, is a good player. Malachi Moore is a really good football player. He said, "Look, BTJ's probably a better player than me, but I know on fourth and short that he's likely not going to run over the top of me, and he drove down on the football, and made a good play." Now, how many times have you seen just an LSU defensive player, do something along those lines. It's, it's few and far between, right? Those, those things are, are so, so, so important, right? Now, is it hard? Yeah, it's hard, right? It's hard to go out there and make plays. You know, this is not high school, right? Now there's some players uh, that, that played at played versus elite division one high school players. Uh, Jeremiah Hughes is one of those guys. Uh, He played at Bishop Gorman. It's a a top five program nationally. JV and Toviano played in an elite high school program. So some of these guys go up against, like, Division I, Power Five guys every day in practice, but it's still different when everybody's on the field as as good as you are, okay? Um, So doing those little things matter. They really, really, really do. And if we win out, we can get in a good bowl game and um, get a bunch of cool bowl swag and get ready for next year. Oh, RSX is going to the Florida game? Let's go. Oh, dude, it's going to be fun this weekend. I'm excited. can't freaking wait. Danny girl, good to see you. I'm just going to hold my, in the Modern in college football, modern time in college football. What advantage does LSU have left in the area of recruiting? Really? Now, hold my. I know you're you're new here, but we're LS freaking you. Keep kidding. LSU still has almost every advantage you can think of. Frodo Recruiting Ground, check. Recruiting Ground that is exclusively yours when it comes to Power 5 football. You're the only show in the state, check. NIL, check. We might not have as deep of bags as some other schools, but we got it. NFL Talent, check. Good head coach that's put a lot of NFL draft picks into the draft, Check. We still got a lot of advantages. Okay. Even though the title of this video is, it sounds doomy and gloomy, this is just the now. This is just how I feel. But the future is still objectively bright. Okay. Um, We got a really good crop of Louisiana players for the 2025s in the 2026s. Land Bryce Underwood in the 2025s really go to the next level. So I'll let you get a follow-up here. And we're going to get to another comment. Texas A&M and Texas are coming to the SEC. Oh, my goodness. Texas A&M and Texas are coming to the SEC. Well, AM's already here, which is that Texas coming to the SEC. So, your biggest fear hold my is Texas A&M in Texas. Well, Texas is coming to the SEC. I guess we should just pack up and leave. I guess we should just stop. Stop the presses. The burnt orange is coming in. Tell them to come in. We'll beat him. I'm not scared. Okay. All right, here's Sibley. He 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 he's coming along with Hold My. All right, and Sibley knows Texas high school football and all that stuff better than me. Okay. The thing is, is that the pro model is converged with the pro model or the college model. That's a problem in the future. And he says there are more high schools in the Houston area than the entire state of Louisiana. Okay, so I get it. Texas has a lot of really good talent, but who is to say that we aren't going to get those guys? Okay, we landed a Caden Durham. Top 100 kid from Texas. We landed Weston Davis. Top 100 kid from Texas. Landed to Corian Moore. Five-star top 10 national player from Texas. But I know some of you are fearful that we've lost some Louisiana recruits to some of these out-of-state schools. And you're right, right? Like, how different is this LSU team if Jacoby Matthews was a defensive back for us right now? How different of an LSU team would it be if for some reason we were able to hold on to Bryce Anderson? Both those young men are starting defensive backs for Texas A&M. They're good football players. Uh, you know, Bryce Anderson is from Texas and Jacoby Matthews, of course, is from Texas, uh, is from Louisiana. Um, of course, we would be better, better served, right? Um, so what? Texas has always poached some of our guys. As Shiro Davis, did, did, that, did that set us back? No. No. We lost a really good safety from Westgate to Texas last year. Williams, he might turn out to be a really good player. Um the truth is the door is always open for them to come back. All of this college football game is going to come down to isn't necessarily how well you just recruit, it's how well you retain. So I'm I'm not I'm not worried about Texas. I'm just not. Okay. Now I'm not saying they can't win a national championship. I'm not saying and M can't win a national championship. They recruit, obviously, at a level good enough to do that. Okay. Let's see. Once again, first twenty dollar super chat. We're giving out a Logan Diggs card right here. Okay. Oh, my freaking guy is here. What's up, JM? My guy. I'm telling you, this man has traveled the country. Else you need to make a splash DC higher. Once you do that, those elites will stay home. Elites aren't gonna come with uncertainty. True. There you go. What's up, Jason? Jason gets the Logan Diggs card. Congratulations, man. Uh, Jason, get, shoot me a call or a text tomorrow. Um, and, yeah, we could. I could actually bring it to you this weekend if we're going to be at the the, the Florida game. Uh, Friday night lights mid-show pin. You're all right. Playing was not to get beat by the long ball. And it worked. Okay, we did not give it the long ball. Uh There's still more you can do though. You could play conservative defense and at the same time do QB spy kinds of things, right? Um One thing I would have liked to have seen LSU do. All right. And it's bold. But when all else fails, run zero. Just zero blitz. Okay? Just freaking do it. Quarterbacks cannot escape a zero blitz because there's just one guy always going to be unblocked. It's mathematically impossible to block it. Okay? Um, There's always going to be one guy running free. Uh, I would have done that. Some. The one thing I like about zero is if you show it once, you can always kind of give the offense that idea that that you can send them. Okay. Uh, Joe, welcome to the channel, everybody. Welcome, Joe Tronicle. My man is into pottery. Look at these jars, man. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the jugs on Joe. <laughs> huh? 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 I cracked myself up, man. Uh let's go to Jason Super Chat. Big question is who would else you go after as a DC? Okay. So I brought this up. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and get into it because Jason is my guy. So you better think thank Mr. Jason. Um one guy that that I'm very interested in, and I I don't know. How interested he would be making another jump because this would be his third job in three years. But I do like Lance Gidry at, at Miami, right? He's a Louisiana native. Um you know, coached at Marshall and then went to Miami. And then uh he's from once again the best state in America. So would he be interested? I don't know. I don't know. One thing I I would be personally interested in is, of course, Lance, uh, coach at Miami, and Jason Taylor is also at Miami. Uh, I'm I'm open with bringing Jason on as a consultant, um, because our pass rush technique is not good i mean it's just not we don't we don't shed blocks well and i think that would be uh, a wonderful wonderful addition and um you know i think that would be something that would interest him because obviously his son is on the team right um and i'm not all that big into uh, you know go get a, a, a celebrity coach if you will but You know, Jason has has been has been an analyst coaching for a few years now. So, um, I'm down. I'm down with that. If you can get both of them uh, to to LSU, right? Uh, But you know, Jason this year is like an actual defensive line coach. He's a defensive ends coach at Miami. Uh, So. There you go. Now, one name uh, that gets brought up quite a bit is uh, Jim Leonard, right? Kind of a weird situation. Uh, I I was a little shocked that he didn't get the Wisconsin job, but I understood the direction that they went in. Okay. Um, It's amazing. So before I go into this, um, this next little diatribe, okay? So, my laptop is old, right? I'm going to have to get a, um, a new one, okay? And as you know, laptops are, are expensive, but, you know, I need the, the absolute best laptop to, to last me as long as possible, okay? So, you know, I'm, sa- I'm trying to save up to get, like, the best Mac one because it's my whole life, right? You know, DJing MacBook, film study MacBook, live stream MacBook, all those things, Okay. So I was just thinking about that earlier today. Email pops up. Meet the new MacBook Pro. So do you really think that these, because, you know, like on your phone, not every email buzzes on your phone. Do they, can they listen to our thoughts? I didn't even say it aloud earlier. D- do our phones listen to us? Let's go to TJ. It's underwhelming and underperforming, but it's growing pains. I still believe BK will get us there. Dang Tyler knocking Clark Lee out the door. Come on, bro. You think Vanderbilt is that mad at Clark Lee? What a freaking day. Danny says, I just want LSU fans to stop asking us to recycle defensive coaches from the past. Aranda Durante Raymond. Okay. Here's here's why Aranda is a little bit different in in, in this scenario is Aranda took a promotion. Um and he left pre uh Brian Kelly getting here. So I would definitely be open for, for Dave Aranda coming back. I just think it's tough to bring back anyone that you didn't initially retain. That it, it's it's a tough hurdle, especially if it's like so soon, right? So this idea that, uh, and I agree with you, Danny, on on these other two. You know, how excited would Durante or Corey be in coming back to to, to, to be the coach? Now, I, I'll tell you this. I would be far more excited for Durante Jones. I still think Durante can be uh, a big-time defensive coordinator. But, you know, it, it's – I I get a lot of Corey Raymond messages and they still, they still happen. Okay. Oh, Danny, come on. Come on. Baylor's a tough place to win. You know, they were they were so bad essentially like before the briles and Rules of the World came in. So, David, good to see you. Everybody, welcome David, to the channel. If you are a first timer, please hit the subscribe button, ring the bell. Okay. David says, I just miss seeing the guys who had the edge. It's like BK has Notre Dame's the life out of us. We're on the other end of the pendulum now. You know one thing about the word pendulum is where did the G from pendulum come in? Shouldn't it be pendulum? But pendulum like what did and It never made any sense to me, but still. So I'll answer David's question. Do we not have that in us? It's after this. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial hvac needs it is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years yes that is four decades you know this louisiana weather gets crazy go to louisianacontrols.com or call 225-924-4990 baby let's go so Do we not have that dog in us? That's a good question. Now, don't forget, live stream schedule is up. We will be live tomorrow at 4.30, okay? Tuesdays, Thursdays at 8.15 Central, Sunday night film studies during the season, normal live streams during the season. And we do go live on Mondays directly after the Brian Kelly press conference. Okay. Now, I don't think necessarily we've lost that, that edge per se. Um, we do not tackle well. And I also think – uh, we're lacking some leadership on the defense, right? Maybe we just kind of underestimated Greg Brooks's impact on this team, right? We've never really recovered. Maybe mentally that this defense has just not been able to, 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 to get over, you know, a very traumatic thing that happened to one of their brothers that obviously, you know, takes a factor into it, but Honestly, Greg Brooks was kind of the 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 swagmaster back there, right? Kind of called the shots. You know, he had the most iconic defensive player the the, the Brian Kelly era. Um, you know, he was he was kind of that closer for us. Maybe maybe not having him lost something, and you know, both our defensive captains have missed a, a majority of the games at this point now. So it's it's tough. Let's go to Jason here. Defense played with the spark when weeks is on the field. I was a little shocked that we did not go to Wit Weeks at all. I, I I don't understand what the downside was to that. Um I don't know. I I, I, I don't know, Jason. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, right? There's a lot of weird-ish kind of things that have happened. Like, you know, we can get into to, to the, to the Toviano debate again. You know, he wasn't a superstar versus Alabama. He had, had some run-fitting errors, two in particular, one that went for a touchdown. And he got beat on a slant late in the game but I can assure you he's he's been better than some of the guys who aren't with the team right now okay I don't know I don't know uh, personally uh, you know I, I liked what weeks a lot coming in you know he had a I, I did I think two or three different patreon breakdowns on his high school footage it was truly breathtaking. So, yeah, hopefully more wit weeks. But, yeah, good question, David, and thank you so much for the super chat. Now, don't forget, sign up for Patreon. Please do. It goes a long way in supporting what I'm going to do here on PHL. Okay. Jason is on fire tonight. I really appreciate your generosity. Where did my ink stick go? Did one of y'all take my ink stick? This is great. This is going to be painful. All my ink sticks are in the other room. I don't want to give up. Uh, my flow going here. These are the three things I'm taking notes with. Why do I have two Sharpies the size of the Strait of Gibraltar right here? I mean, look at this. Okay. Look. How can I write with these? What is the point of these? I don't even know why. I, what, what? I opened a pack of a bunch of Sharpies, and I never touched them. But why Why this? I got this. So I'm just going to – is this even a – oh, this is a permanent marker. I'll write this down.
1: Damn, I don't know who
0: took my ink sticks. Someone walk in here, steal my pins, and then steal my camera. I got a fancy camera right here. They steal my they didn't steal anything and and they didn't steal my equipment. And they just came here and stole all my pins. I'm like, I I don't know go to Jason Weeks and Womack bring energy to the defense to eat the play Ovi got beat Spates got beat play eight to safety give Sam a break
1: uh,
0: of all of this here One um, think I would have liked to have seen I would have loved to have seen OV play the straight head up nose and pass rushing situations in a two point stance versus Auburn when we did that we were so good, and one thing I, as a defensive coordinator like and part of why I'm a big Aranda guy, is in general, I love anyone playing a straight head up nose. I think defenses more often than not should always have somebody over the center, okay? And I have a lot of different philosophies as as to 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 why that's the case. Ovi was able to generate a lot of pressure when he got those opportunities. And one of the big benefits of that is if you get a gap pressure, quarterback really can't go anywhere. Okay. Now this last point, Jason, I like you thinking outside the box. Andre Sam has played a lot of football, a lot. Okay. So I want you to think. This is a year seven guy, all right? So he's in the prime of his athletic career. So if you're a year seven and guy, you're in theory um, would be year three in your NFL career, right? So he is in his prime athletic portion of his career, right? Even if that is the case, when you have to play so many snaps, and of course he's missed some tackles this year, but – other people miss tackles as well. So you got to run this guy down. You do begin to wear down. So maybe we do need to try and play some new safeties because, well, Major Burns and Andre Sam are tired. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe you should do that. Bojax, what's up, man? It says, Carter, you have some great football ideas, bro. I love the creativity you come up with. Yeah, I mean, this, this is what I've always said about defense, okay? If your team sucks defensively, do something new. Get Do something that they have not seen. And what do we do coming out of halftime? Four-man rush, no spy, over-pursuing the quarterback over and over and over again. It's like Alabama's offense is saying, well, they're not gonna f- do it again, are they? Hey, this did it. Again. Hey, this did it again. Oh, you're gonna give me this rush lane? Well, I'm just gonna slide right on through this thing. It's so stupid. But I don't make $1.9 million a year. That's a problem. Okay. Oh, Jason's getting to Quincy Wiggins at this point. I don't know about that one. But, hell, let's see it. Bryce Langston. Try something. I'm taking back to the old school. Because I'm an old fool who's so cool. Now, type Y for yes, type N for no if you're a member of the PHL Patreon. Because I've already dropped my Florida breakdown. The Florida offense. What I expect from them. The good news, all right. I have already done a full film study on Florida versus Arkansas. Okay. Already done it. Check it out. But we did have a guest lineup for tonight. We had to reschedule for Thursday. It's all good. I know I could count on Tyler Sibbs and Michael B. So guess what? As a part of your Patreon subscription... It's and for those that don't know, it's a separate site, and you get all my extra breakdowns. I used to be a writer at Bleacher Report. I miss writing, miss it. So I write over there, get a little bit into the weeds, uh, some of the numbers I look at, and um, and yeah. LD888 say that he's joining. And you also get benefits to the Discord. You get a one-on-one chat with me. Get a Joe Burrow card in the mail. All you got to do is send me your address. That's it. Okay. Well, Bojax, just go join, man. Just join. What are you waiting for? Yep, feed my family. Um. But the reason you should join is because it's good. I think it's good. I think I give a good service. All right. Uh, but Michael B is like one of uh, prior most frequent uh, Discorder, so he's in there. We have an we have an outdoor Discord, uh, a, a sports car Discord. We have all kinds of Discord servers: food Discord, pet Discord. It's good. Okay. I will tell you this, though. All right. Yeah, you know, I, I go back and I was thinking about like the, the Alabama losses that hurt the most. The 2018 Tua game didn't really hurt that bad, even though they shut us out. It was 29 to 0. That that didn't hurt me too, too, too bad. And then the, the Jalen hurts 10 to zero game that didn't hurt me. That didn't hurt me too, too, too bad. Right. That was a peak of like Saban and some of those other wins really didn't hurt me. This one hurt me. I I would. And I know it's recent, but this one probably hurt more than any of the others. <laughs> the funny thing about it, it, it could just be that in those games, you know, I was still doing media stuff at the time. I, I picked Alabama to win those games I thought LSU was going to win this game because I truly thought with the way Jaden was playing, he was only going to play better and he played better. But I also thought we were going to get at least one defensive stop, right? We were up 28 to 21. One stop up seven or one stop tied at 28 you're probably winning the game okay let's go to Jason here time for a Chris Hilton breakout he's been in and out sparingly but he's due for 100 plus yeah he's been very quiet since uh you know the old Miss game right he had a few good plays now but he also had a key drop I think that's been one shocking thing Jason. And it is a little bit concerning, not a whole lot, but like how much better Kyron, BTJ, and Malik are than everybody else, right? Like Hilton has been a big non-factor uh, in recent weeks. Aaron Anderson's been a big non-factor. Obviously, with both of them, you you have to worry about injuries because they're often injured. There's nothing they can really do a whole lot about when it when it comes to that. But it would be very encouraging. They've had their good moments. It would be very encouraging to see them take a, a leap forward here. Okay? Um, so, yeah, and I hope so. I like Chris a lot. You know, he's like, when it comes to being an LSU Tiger, he's a great LSU Tiger. Man, this guy stuck it out. He, he could be a number one or number two on a lot of really good teams. Let's go to, to Carter, I'm a huge LSU baseball fan. Do I do live chats all throughout baseball season? I do, but I mostly stick to football. I stick to, you know, uh, you know what I what I know. I mean, I I know a good bit about LSU baseball, but not 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 at a really, really, really high level. Um man, those midweek games are a grind, man. They freaking really are. They really, really, really are. But if they win a lot like they did last year, obviously, I, I'll, I'll stick with what the market demands, right? The market demands more women's basketball coverage. And I'm glad you brought this up, lD88 because I was going to bring this up at this point. Okay, so we'll get back into football in just a second. So I tweeted this out last night. Some people uh, got a little bit by it, but... Maybe we need to quit scheduling tough season openers, right? Cuz the LSU women's basketball team, like the LSU football team, surprisingly got blown out in the second half of that Colorado game. Obviously, there's so much hype. There is no team ever at LSU ever that has had more hype to win a national championship than Kim Mulkey's Tigers to repeat and they got better in the portal. Okay? I watched a good bit of the game. Obviously, I had to do Blake show, so I you know, I'm I watched a, a good portion of the first half and the second half. Okay. Obviously, I'm severely biased when I say this, but Michaela Williams is might be the best player on this team now. She is so smooth. But you know, this is still Angel Reese's team. You see, a team, what a team looks like without Ladeja Williams and Alexis Morris, right? They were so big in LSU winning the national championship. I'm not talking about the season. They were good during the season, but those two players were huge, right? Huge. They were two of the three most important players for us to win the title last year. Okay. When you don't have those two players and you play a season-opening tough game versus a team that uh, is, is together, that could happen, all right? Obviously, they're going to get better. And obviously, they're still going to be very good, okay? But that's it, it's a good thing long-term to get humbled like that because— they pro, let's be honest. You know that that's, this is the most hyped team in the sport right now. Okay, they will have their fire in there in 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 them. Okay, I do not think Kim Mulkey is going to take it easy on them. Okay, so uh, and maybe they could have used a warm up game, maybe. But they did have a warm-up game last week. More so, though, versus an actual opponent, right? Not uh, not whoever, they, the Loyola, right? They, they beat by 60. Let's go to TJ here. Kim will get this team right. They got some stuff to figure out, but she'll set them straight. Better for this to happen earlier than later. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, South Carolina's going to be really good. That freshman guard they have pull, pulled pulled one of the sickest things I've ever seen in a women's game. That was so sick. Uh, You guys have probably seen it. That was so absurd. So we know South Carolina's going to be good. They're not going to be as good as they were last year. And uh, I don't – Yolanda, or not last time he gets with an M. The coach or Ole Miss. Ole Miss is probably going to be pretty good this year. But – and and Tennessee, of course, or Tennessee – It's probably a good thing, though, long-term to lose this game. But I'll tell you this. I'm so glad that other team last night was not Iowa. I can't handle, can't handle the Iowa fans. And just saying, like, I went to the Final Four last year, the semifinal game, and I sat by a bunch of Iowa fans. They were incredible. Abso-frequently incredible. Okay? Iowa versus South Carolina is one of the best sporting events I have ever witnessed. I'm serious. It was that good of a game. Especially if you, if I take out all LSU sporting events, just subjectively speaking. Iowa fans are great. I could not have handled them if they if we were playing them last night. Obviously, they would have destroyed us last night with the way we played, but still. Now. Uh, a few of you want me to talk about the uh, the men's team i'm going to be real with you i did not watch a second okay not because i disliked them it's just they weren't playing someone good and i didn't want to go back and forth between the men and the women felt like the women deserved my unabated uh, undivided attention okay and i gave them that last night and it hurt me. It was painful. I'll tell you this. Deion should get some of those girls to play defense for, for his team. Those girls were DN us up last night. Yeah, JJ, thank you for the super chat. Um, once again, nothing against the men's team. Um, Mike Williams looks like he's, he's, he's interesting, but I, 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 what I'll do is I'll, I'll go look at their highlights and, and, um and, and, and talk about it tomorrow at 430. Okay. Now we could talk about the Jalen Cook waiver thing. I don't know all the details of that though. Okay. Yeah, TJ, but she's so good. I mean, Caitlin Clark is so good. I mean, she just is, you know, one thing I'll say about Caitlin Clark is she did take the high road last year. Um, she got beat. She took the trash talk. She said, everybody chill out. No big deal with Angel Reese. I would like to see a rematch, show. Okay, even though we beat them down, I, w- I would love to play them again. It was so good for the sport. Okay. Chance has been lurking. What's up, Chance? Good to see you, man. One more thing about women's basketball. Men's basketball, it's like this too. Okay. I'm not taking a women. Okay. Um, and and now in sports, there's women officials in, in football and basketball. Uh, and there's men's official in women's and men's. So everybody officiates everything, right? They they've got to fix the officiating of women's basketball. They 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 do. Not every bit of contact is a foul. Okay. Not every last little bit of contact. It's got to get fixed. It's worse in women's than in men's. It, it makes it nearly unwatchable. Okay, nearly unwatchable. Just, just common sense, common sense officiating. That's all. It's all it takes. Trying to figure out what I'm going to bring this weekend for giveaways. You Knows having a good year. Uh, is a Patrick Queen? Let's go PQ.
1: See,
0: Need to get PQ back on uh, PHL. Coming in this weekend, Grant. Coming in hot. Bringing the heat, baby. I've got to watch my weight, though. I've, I've got to watch my weight, man. My, my mom has made some f- fearless gumbo. I mean, she put her life's work into this gumbo man It's Kanye graduation album Level gumbo Maybe touch the damn sky Was that graduation? Uh, I'm horrible with that Albums and songs But I will be in the 225 this weekend And we're going to be doing 225 things man you want to go skin and gator? We'll go skin and gator. Like an actual gator. Not like a fan. That would be illegal. Actually, both are probably illegal. Let's go to General Grievous. Hey Carter, running it back to football. So 2022 and 3 are supposed to be building years for us. The new coach needs time to build his dream team. Are we still on track for Natty with the loss? Like, um, not for uh this season, obviously. But yeah, you know, I I, I will say I do feel the program is, is in a better direction. I do. I I think anyone that that would disagree with that is 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 probably not right but like we said at the beginning I, I highly recommend I won't, I won't go over all the points like we did at the very beginning but it, it's it's a problem like we, we we we've got to be better I mean you cannot for the second consecutive year have one of your three units. Be so bad. All right. Last year was special teams at your defense.
1: Okay. Oh.
0: How how give me an invite? Let's do it. Let's go.
1: Let's go. Let
0: me see what time that starts. Oh, it's on Thursday.
1: I can't. I can't go.
0: Oh, but they play on Sunday, though. Sunday at 2, I'd be down for that. Tod probably Friday afternoon or evening. I mean, we could we could go we could we could do a Pho meetup on Sunday at the game. That'd be cool. Okay, now here's what we're gonna do. I doubt I doubt, I doubt Sunday will. I I doubt Sunday will be a sellout. Here's what you're gonna do. In the next five to 10 minutes, I'll answer as many questions as we possibly can, but if you super chat, we'll keep it going. Okay?
1: Let's see.
0: So men play Friday night and women play Sunday afternoon. I'm gonna have to go to both. CK. Time to bench Omar. while well, Jason agrees with you. Let's see a little bit more wit Weeks. Oh yeah, oh we're you guys want me to solve a um a worldwide geopolitical issue here, man, uh, I think we would all be in agreement here with my opinion on this. So I'm going to go to Roby's super chat here about the Pelicans. Uh, like I always say, I don't, I don't do um, political stuff on here. I just don't. Okay. That. Um, Number one, I'm probably not smart enough to figure it out. But there you go. You never see Zion and B.I. together laughing and hanging out. You think they like playing with each other? Should the Pelicans trade Brandon Ingram? Okay. So, especially during football season, Rowe. um, So, before I answer this, it's kind of what, you know, with the men's basketball thing. Uh, the one thing about the one thing about working in, in sports, which I do, right? You're not able to watch as much sports if that makes sense, right? Because you know, on NFL Sundays, I'm not able to really watch the games because I'm cutting film studies, right? You know, I'm doing college basketball play by play now, so I'm not able to watch as much like NBA, uh, kinds of things like that, right? You know, your time becomes like smaller. So I've not been able to sit and watch a full Pelicans game really since, you know, the Oklahoma City comeback earlier this year. Um, but the people that are smarter than me uh, have, have, have not been impressed with Brandon Ingram. Zion is Zion. He's going to be your number one option and Brandon Ingram's going to be your number two option. I kind of like the pieces that the Pelicans have put around him. I like the Jordan Hawkins pick. I like what Matt Ryan has given this team as, as shooters. I think um, obviously you got Herb, as a good defensive stopper. Larry and those guys. Uh, I still think you know CJ. Obviously, he's not what he used to be, but he's still a you know a good pro. Uh, but yeah, In- Ingram's gonna have to play better. Here's a good thing about Brandon Ingram, though, is. Brandon Ingram is a really good playoff player, right? In that when the game slows down and it becomes very half courty, you just need a long guy to go get you buckets. And he is a long guy that can go get you buckets. So that's always something you have to factor in. Can BI give you something else in the playoffs? He can. But yeah, uh, it it is it it is interesting. Um I I don't think they're the I don't think they're the best fit in the world rugby though. Something else I think is in basketball at least you're allowed time to mesh together. In football you're not really allowed any time to mesh, right? You know, when Russell Wilson got to the Broncos, there's no t- real time to to, to, to mesh. Right? Uh, he had a bad coach um, in a division with Mahomes and Herbert, and you know it's freaking hard. Right? College football, you have no time to mesh. You first game out the gates, you better be damn good. Basketball, at least you you're, you give your team time to gel. So, you know, same thing with the women's basketball, at least with Zion and B.I. They both need to be healthy and on the court together enough time to to gel. Okay. Jordan Hawkins, cousin of Angel Reese, 31 last night versus Denver. Yeah, and look, I'll never overreact to losing to Nikola Jokic at this point. Like, Nikola Nicole Jokic is just so much better than the second best player in the NBA right now. Uh, and I, I feel even more convinced by this as Milwaukee Bucks – I did not think they should have fired Bud, though. I did, I never understood that. I, I never understood that why they fired Bud. I understand he's had some rough playoff exits, but the Heat ended up going to the freaking finals. Like, that wasn't your typical, you know, one versus eight upset. I, I mean, Eric Spolster is one of the best coaches ever. He was listed on the 15 best coaches ever earlier that year. And Bud's brother died in a car crash that week. Okay? Maybe the guy who won you a title deserved another run at it. Uh, that was always strange to me. Now, it's too early to see who what this new guy, but I think the the new guy, Adrian, uh, I don't remember his last name. I, I don't think he's really been a coach. I think he's been an assistant. I don't know if he's ever really been a head coach, so... Should be interesting. You're right, though, TJ.
1: Uh,
0: I just, I mean, Jokic is one of the best NBA players of all time. Um, he just is. I mean, like, he's so freaking good. And I think as time passes by, we'll realize how stupid it was he didn't win the MVP last year. That There there, there will be papers written on that, okay? Not saying Embiid was, is bad or anything like that, but anyone who has watched... Even the basketball games last year will tell you that Jokic was better than Embiid. Okay? Um, but he's so stupid good at basketball, like, I, I thought, you know, when, when I watched Jokic, like they said, five years ago, you know, I thought it was really good. Uh, you know, you could tell he's a great passer and all that stuff. I would have never have thunk that in his, like, range of outcomes, if you will, that he could get closer to, like, the 10 to 15 best NBA players of all time. Now he still has a while to go to get to that mark, but holy hell. I mean, he is so stupid good at basketball. Stupid good. Uh, And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I just like, you know, Jamal Murray is a really good player, but there have been so many championship teams with like number twos that were way better than Jamal Murray. Right. Jokic, man, he's he's so good. He's so freaking good. Um and we'll we'll see what this Wimby uh situation looks like moving forward. But yeah, I think if Jokic wins another title, like you gotta put him ahead of like Durant and 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 some of the people in that tier, right? Like you move him ahead of like Carl Malone and guys in in that range right And this is true as well, Grant. Like, what was it? He didn't want to go to the championship parade. He just wanted to fly back to Serbia. That is absurd. Now, you think about winning an NBA title. Think about all the great players that have not won an NBA title. What they would, then there were so many players that would trade $5 million to have one ring. And Jokic said, no, I don't really want to go to the parade. I want to go back to Serbia. It is it is crazy. But, it you know, once again, all my live streams and all my receipts, every take that I've ever had that has come to be true or not be true, uh, I've had some really bad ones not be true when it comes to LSU football or anything else. I've had some really good ones. One, and a lot of you that stay up late, the Pegasus of the world, will, will tell you that on this show, before the playoffs even happened last year, it had nothing to do with the playoffs. Embiid winning the MVP of kick was, was going to look so stupid. Okay? And it, it turned out to be true. There's few things I've ever been unequivocally right about, it, and that was that. Okay? They're not even in the same. They're they're not in the same sentence to me, right? I think like at this point, Giannis is in the same sentence as as Jokic. Uh, obviously, you know LeBron is is still there too. Uh, I mean, he's not better than Jokic, but uh, and then I I guess Wimby in a year will be. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's other thing. You know, if if Jokic really doesn't have like this Kobe kind of drive, do you think he really even cares about any of this? I I doubt most players care about like opinions of them, and I'm sure there is a piece of him that that cares somewhat, but it does genuinely seem like he doesn't really give a sh- about any of this like goat convo or anything like that. He plays basketball. It's a job. Pegasus is a difference So It's like Duncan like coach, right? He was on pops snap, but now he's basically not doing any of that anymore. Oh, they got pickleball on ESPN now. Let's go. Or right, we'll take a few more. Once again, if we super chat, we'll keep it going. I don't mind talking NBA for a little bit.
1: And Jim's coming in hot.
0: Jim's coming in hot. What's up, Jim? What do you think about the Michigan sign-stealing stuff?
1: Jim, Jim says,
0: my heart is broke. <laughs> Jim, it'd be like that sometimes. I don't think it's, and, and, and once again, I'm not watching every second of every Pelicans game. I don't think it's necessarily a, a, a lack of effort, uh, though on the LSU defensive side. There were points in the Ole Miss game where I wondered, but I, I think in the Alabama game, though, they, they mostly gave it, what they could. It's just, we did not play smart. We could have, we could have played smarter, both as players and coaches. So it's going to Pegasus here. this year. Is Malik neighbors a top five LSU wide receiver already, or does he need a strong finish to the season? Yeah, I think he's top five already. I think so. Um, I, obviously he'll, he'll probably opt out of the bowl game as he should. Um, I'd prefer him to play obviously, but you know, most players opt out before the bowl game, but they have a first round grade and Blake had a first round grade before the season. And he's obviously played better, you know, than he did the year before. So, um, yeah, I, I think he's, I think he's there. I mean, uh, two 1,000 yard seasons, only two receivers, uh, at LSU have ever done that. Um, Malik also uh, was a kind of sort of producer as a true freshman. He started his career off, you know, hurt, right? So I knocked all these stupid 50-pound Sharpies over. Yeah, I, he's, he's there. He's there. So then, you know, it comes into, well, how, who is where when it comes to, like, the all-time – you know, great lists. So when it comes to single season, we'll see how this season, you know, plays out. But it, it's it's just kind of hard to not have him in uh, the top five. Hey, Alani, I will be too. Good to see you, Alani. Hope to see you around. Omega Sci Fis. we go. Lots of Omega Sci Fis, not only here, uh, Chillmonger. Uh is one of our most loyal viewers. Also on the team, Makai Wingo. Uh Jimmy Lindsay. So pretty cool stuff. Good to see you, Lonnie. Yeah, I saw that Michael B. congrats. So I sent Michael B. a, a Malik neighbor's auto. It's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, do I put him ahead of like Odell Beckham and 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 Jarvis? I think I think it's close. I I do think it's very 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 close. Uh, but yeah, I th- I think at this point, I don't know. I probably need to sleep on it before like just saying for sure for sure. But. And I I just don't know, like, how many players have had the games that this guy had, and in particular, the moments he had versus Alabama, right? That's a good question here from LD88, who will be joining Patreon tomorrow. And Lonnie, you get to pick the next topic or right on ahead. Any topic you want to talk about, Lonnie, uh, go right on. Oh, you yeah, no doubt, Mike. It's funny. Michael B's biggest PHL supporter is Mike J. Hilarious. All right, so LD88's question is, Carter, can you explain how the SEC football schedule may change things for us now with UT and OU joining? Okay. Yes, so you will lose your annual games with Florida and Bama. All right. Now, does that make that easier or harder uh, for for LSU? It makes it harder because, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, that adds an extra top 15 recruiter to the schedule every year. Uh, But the truth is, it actually makes it easier for LSU and I, I'll tell you why the old schedule benefited one school in the west and more than any other and that school is Texas A&M right cuz Texas A&M their permanent cross division rival has been South Carolina and they have absolutely positively handled South Carolina the South Carolina has beaten them once and that was last year Right, so when it comes to the like permanent cross division rival stuff, it's it was so unfair for LSU, and this was something you know Les tried to change that you had to play Florida every year, and a school like Texas A and M got to play South Carolina every year. It's a completely A different stratosphere when it comes to who like an annual team that you have to play every year. So that is no longer here and LSU doesn't have to play Alabama every year. So it doesn't make it so much easier, but there are so many of these schedule inequities that, that change. Now um, one thing to keep in mind LD88 is we don't know what the schedule format is going to look like um past 2024 we don't even know what the schedule is going to look like in 2024 it's not even been decided yet and i don't think it'll be decided until after this season okay let's so go to Lonnie. do i think the nuts gets the job done against florida i do but you know once again i i I, I will never bet against Shaden Daniels overcoming a ridiculous injury to play a game. Uh, he's done it so many times for us. So there you go. JJ, what's good, man? I know you work crazy hours. Thank you for so much uh, being a part of it. Now we'll do it again. Lonnie, with the super chat kept it going. Next five to 10 minutes, we'll answer as many as we possibly can. But if your super chat, will keep it going. Uh... Already given out uh, a Logan Diggs card uh, tonight to Jason. Let's see if we get another. Uh, let's see. We'll, we'll get one more out of here at the end. Who do I want to give out here? Let's do this. To put some good vibes out there. Let's give out a Chris Hilton card. If we get one more $20 Super Chat, I'll give this out to – I'll give it out to whoever. That's a $20 Super Chat. We'll get it there, and we'll give out to Chris Hilton tonight too.
1: Make sure I get this. Mm. Mm.
0: Jim says. I love the game tape breakdowns. Do I coach? I do not coach. And uh, there are plenty of coaches who know way more about football than I do. Uh, Yeah, but I I think I I give you my best educated guesses from speaking to coaches, playing the game. I didn't play it at a high level, obviously, because I'm fat and slow. But but yeah, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. So there you go. Now, don't forget, we'll be live tomorrow at 4.30. Uh, all right, let's go to Roby. We're going to keep it going. I thought it was already said that we played. Texas a and Ole Miss, Obama was going to be the permanent. Okay. So, yeah, we'll talk about this. And, Roby, congratulations. You won yourself a Chris Hilton card was a good thing. Chris will obviously be back next season. Uh, oh, hell. What the hell? Okay. There we go. So let me put up the 2024 schedule for my guy, my friend and yours, Michael Roby. Okay. Okay, so as you can see, none of these dates have been set yet, all right? This, obviously, the schedule sets up really nicely for LSU. I mean, USC and UCLA both being on the schedule is tough. But you did get a pretty good schedule, if you ask me, right? Arkansas is going to be kind of rebuilding. Um, Florida, obviously, next year should be pretty good. Alabama, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, all three are going to be good. But these final three teams, Vanderbilt at South Carolina, at Texas A&M. A&M obviously has a lot of talent, but and and they'll get their quarterback back. But South Carolina's got a full rebuild, and Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt. So I'm not going to say the schedule next year is easier because the UCLA game is kind of tricky. You know, you're playing two non-conference Power 5 teams, but – it, it does set up pretty pretty nicely. Now, as far as the permanents are concerned, Robbie, there there's been there's been no decision on who's going to remain on whose schedule, right? So we don't know if a and M is gonna be a permanent team for us. We don't know if Ole Miss is gonna be um a permanent team for us. The only thing we know at this point is our twenty twenty four schedule the teams that we will play. past twenty twenty four we know nothing. You're right, JJ. Yes, how four thirty tomorrow, okay? Keep it going. Okay. But J Madison, that's the thing. You should see them, right? Um, you know, with, with with LSU, there's always going to be talented players that want to play at LSU. Okay, there, there just is. So you you should have enough to at least be competent defensively. Okay. Oh, here we go, Roby, with the follow-up. Oh, uh, they did. Okay, so uh, let, me go th- let me go through the history of this, all right? One very important piece of context here is – so, when, when Texas A&M joined uh, the SEC, okay, and Missouri joined the SEC, there was a discussion around the 2012s and 2013s time period of the SEC expanding to nine conference games then, okay? So, you know, there, there was a discussion about it, discussion about it, and there was only one coach who voted in favor of a nine-game conference schedule, and that was Nick Saban. He was the only one. So part of it was because of all the TV money. You could go Let's read the interviews at the time. Uh, the ADs and the coaches at the time said, well, if ESPN's paying all this money, they're going to want more marquee matchups. But now the schools are saying, hey, if we're going to play one more Conference game, we want more money than what we're already given. So there's no telling about like the nine-game conference schedule because if you're going to have three permanents, you got to have a nine-game conference schedule for it to rationally work, okay? So, you know, I I get it. I totally, totally get uh, Nick changing his tune if his three permanents had to be Tennessee, Auburn and LSU, right? You take a look at the new SEC and there is you know a line of demarcation of like half of the schools are top 15 ish recruiters and that's what LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma and the other eight, um, well, Texas A M as well. So it's nine-ish. And Alabama's like, wait, we, we're not going to get Kentucky. We're not going to get South Carolina as a permanent. We're not going to get a whatever as a permanent. So. So, yeah, I mean, we – Nick Saban changed his tune, and I get it. I I get why he did that, but, you know, he is the one whining about it a lot now, and it's interesting, very interesting. Roby, don't forget to shoot me an email so I can – uh, get your address to send uh, this card out to you, man. Because you deserve it. Saban actually likes Debbie Cakes. And ironically, Jim, so I did a, I did a DJ event recently. And I got there. And I saw like this random shed that was like across the street from where I was doing this event. And I learned that this random shed is where uh, all the Debbie cakes are stored. Like there was like a shed, there was like 10 sheds just full of Debbie cakes and oatmeal pies and all that stuff. I think Nick Saban's an oatmeal pie guy. And I was like, God bless, that's where they store it all. Let me, ask, let me ask you this. If y'all's stomach was empty, how many oatmeal pies could you eat? Like, if your stomach was, like, you were starving, how many oatmeal pies could you eat until you you just couldn't, you'd be like, if I eat one more of these, I, I, I might be gone. LD88 says 12? 12 oatmeal pies? You can get 12? It's no way. Oh, Syracuse lost again this weekend? No. Come on, Dino. Oh, their QB was hurt. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, that wasn't
1: an upset then. Okay. Not a bad loss.
0: Oh, we got a close game, LD88, Baylor-Auburn. I think I might be able to pull it up here. Okay. I oh, looks like Baylor's going to win this one. I love this gym they're playing in. So cool. Okay, this game looks like it's about to end. I will do a few more. If you got a question, let's uh, get it answered. Uh, If you super chat, we'll keep hanging. I don't care. We'll keep it going. I don't mind avoiding all my life's responsibilities. I want to still eat moon pods. Kyren. No, I think Kyron wants to come back and be the alpha. Baylor gets the dub. There you go. And Gabe Rellaford at the Florida game. Okay. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 30. Okay. Big thanks to all our top super chatters. I think Jason took home uh, the top prize today. Thank you so much, Jared, BT. It's Jason. Yeah, Jason definitely gets us there. TJ, my man. JJ, Grant, Roby. Actually, it's closer to Roby and TJ tonight. Lonnie, GY, appreciate you. Gave out a bunch of cards today. That's always a good thing. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Eh, S yes. power hour LSU bam. And tonight we are doing gumbo. Let's go.